for a border guard and a police officer killed, along with the 15 attackers from the so-called Islamic State. Photos released by the government of the Central Asian country show badly burned bodies lying around a number of vehicles. The attack comes a day after authorities in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan reportedly agreed a deal to settle a dispute along their shared 1,300-kilometre-long border. The courts ruled Lufthansa cabin crew can stage a 48-hour strike starting later in Germany. The country's flagship airline had urged the action was unlawful. Sarah Walton reports from Frankfurt. Lufthansa had filed an injunction against the walkout, but the Frankfurt Labour Court ruled in favour of the UFO union, which is calling on cabin crew to strike as part of a dispute over pay and conditions. The union says it will affect all Lufthansa flights scheduled to leave German airports. Lufthansa says it will appeal the court's ruling. I'm Sarah Walton in Frankfurt. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Why didn't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig port for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait, communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. <laughs> okay, I'm back. So, welcome to the program. Today on the show, we're going to talk about those races from last night. Um, the Democrats are kind of crowing and acting as if something major happened. Actually, it's the result of some very interesting phenomenon, namely a judge from California rewriting district lines in Virginia and in Kentucky. It was it was a squeaker. It was a race that literally hinged on super turnout and the 
rural areas are less populous than the city areas. And those city areas turned out and gave the governorship to a, a, a family that's been entrenched in politics. They're a major family there in Kentucky. And so for Virginia and for Kentucky, I just say, you know, you're going to get what you voted for. So we'll talk about that. Um, we are also going to dig into a few other issues, but let's have some housekeeping stuff first. If you're in St. Louis, because I have some of these left, and I care for you, I want you to have fun too. So you might be saying, what, what is it that you have there in your hand, Stacey? Well, here's what I have. Okay. I have VIP passes to Thursday evening with Candace Owens. So we're having a private reception for her. I'm the MC. Vitae Foundation is the host. Uh, she is the keynote speaker at the banquet tomorrow night. And I have some seats at the table. So if you are local to St. Louis, fan of the Stacy on the Right Show, be, be under, in, of an understanding that I'm going to check you out all over the place before I say yes to you. You can direct message me on Facebook and let me know that you want to be a part of the table that I have reserved. And also that you'd like a VIP pass to meet Ms. Owens. And so I need to have that information from you by tonight. The reason I'm opening it up is because I opened it up to a bunch of friends and no takers. So... I'm opening up to you. So if you're local to the area and you want to hear Candace Owens speak about pro-life tomorrow night here in the area, let me know. Um, and I know I have some friends who watch the show who might be thinking, I don't remember you reaching out. I, I, I have, I've been super busy because here's the other news. I told you guys I'd have something fun to share and I can share part of it with you right now. On Friday, I'm going to be traveling to Atlanta, Georgia for the launch of another coalition group for President Trump's 2020 reelection campaign. And I can't tell you exactly what's going to be going on there other than lots of other black conservatives from across the country and lots from here in the St. Louis metro area. Um, they will be coming, okay? They will be coming uh, also. We will all be there together. So what I'd love for you to do is for y'all praying types, for my Annas and my um my Daniel's out there, those of you who you're regularly in the in the, the throne room praying, please pray that I would have, please pray that I would have a safe trip and that it would be productive for me. And of course, as you all know, I would like to meet the president. So I'm hoping for that as well. I don't even keep it a secret anymore. Like why keep it a secret? It's something that I want. I would like to meet him and shake his hand. And so please be praying for me on Friday. So that's another show update. So tomorrow I'm emceeing this banquet and I will not be doing a show tomorrow. Friday, I will be live streaming from the event. But remember, that action is going to be really spotty up in that space because everyone's going to be dragging down on their phones. LTE, the service is going to be jammed. But whatever I can stream from there, you're going to get to see it right here from me to you. Like I did the last time we had a Trump rally. Remember when the Trump rally was in Columbia and I did the four and a half mile march to and from? Well, that night I streamed from there. I took my little handy dandy. Um, I'll show you guys. I have this. It's a tripod, but it's perfect for like those types of situations where you can hold it and you can put your phone right in this little holder here. And um, it's pretty cool. Now. The upgrade to this would be if I had one of those ones where no matter what my hand was doing, the camera would stay in the same spot. But there are no more equipment purchases for the Stacy on the Right show for this year. No more. Because let me tell you something. Buying a plane ticket to go to Atlanta on 
no real salary here, it was tough. Um, so I'm doing that. I made, a, I made a commitment to go and be a part of this. So I'm going. I will be covering it. So we, you will get to experience it with me. So just be praying for your girl. And so tomorrow night um, at the Candace Owens keynote for Vitae, I'm so excited to have these. I have a bunch more. Um, and so just let me know if you want to join us at the table and if you want to hear Candace Owens speak here in St. Louis tomorrow night. It's the last Vitae banquet of the year, and it's going to be a smoke show. And I don't actually know what that means in the kids slang, but it sounds like a cool slang thing to say right now. So I just said it. It's going to be a smoke show. Now, does that mean... That someone's smoking hot? I don't know. I don't mean that people will be hot like that. I mean, it's going to be a really wonderful event that we're going to get to attend and have a ton of fun. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> all right. So today on the show, um, I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. Because I was just, yesterday was just such an amazing whirlwind of, hey, guess what? The weekend is, uh, this Friday is the event and you need to be there. And oh, by the way, you got to figure out a way to get here. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I literally was doing show prep and getting ready to do this. And then I realized I've got to get on the stick if I'm going to go do this. And that is what I spent the rest of the time doing. Um, so, hmm. All right. And we have a change to our agenda for tomorrow night. Still, Candace Owens going to be fantastic. Really excited about her being here. I'm so excited to get to meet her, to be to be perfectly candid with you. Someone of her stature here um, in Missouri, spending time with us, talking about the pro-life issue, raising money for Vitae. I'm all about it. I'm so excited. Uh, so now, today, we were going to talk about, first off, let's, let's start off with Virginia. So Virginia is one of those states that has been under a transformation for quite a while now. They have had Democrats in the governorship, but for it's been over 20 years since they've had Democrats control their state legislature. Last night, they made the switch, but they weren't able to do it the traditional way because the majority of the state is still blood red. But the area around Washington, D.C. is packed to the gills, literally stacked on top of each other with hardcore liberals who work for the federal government. And their primary reason for existing is to maintain and increase their their stake in Washington's bureaucracy because that's what funds private school and uh, tuition to college and everything that they do. They work for the government and they want to preserve it and grow it. And I'm saying this as someone who my family lives there and my family is a part of that bureaucracy. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm looking at this through the lens of, you know, a newsy person, uh, you know, but also through the lens of, wow. I know my family and I know how they complain about taxes. So what these people are going to get is what they just voted for. Democrats taking control of the legislature in Virginia, they're going to run that state into the ground. They're going to make it look like all of the other democratically controlled states, heavy duty taxation, lots of regulations, very unfriendly to businesses and entrepreneurship. And when I hear people complaining about this, and this is what we have to do, you guys, this, this is something that you'll hear on the show frequently because I want to make sure that in addition to listening and us enjoying the, our time together, we have to be equipped to go out and tell the truth about what's happening. Anytime your mouth is closed and people are talking about these liberal issues and going on and on about how this stinks, I don't like, like for instance, in Virginia, you have to, you have, to have a license to have a dog. 
and it's like $25 a year. And so for most people, that's not a hardship, but it's the annoyance of knowing that if your dog isn't licensed, there's a whole bunch of like fines associated with not doing it. It's 25 bucks, so it's not enough to break anybody. But it is a hardship because it is an additional layer of government that stands between you and your dog. Really, it's between you and your dog. Did you go to the right place to get a dog? I mean, you adopted it, a friend gave it to you, you went to the pound, what'd you do? Basically, Virginia State says, you're not smart enough to know whether or not you can get your own dog. They need to help you with it. They're going to take that and they're going to put it on steroids and they're going to expand it. And what we have to do is we have to say, do you like that? Because if you do, that's what you're going to get more of because you just elected a bunch of Democrats to be in charge of you. Also, they got a tax refund last year that was a trickle-down effect of the Trump tax cuts. You think they're going to be getting tax refunds and tax cuts now that the Democrats control the whole legislature? Oh, no. No, they're not going to be. No, they're not going to be doing that. In fact, when's the next time you think they're going to get a tax cut at all in Virginia? Just think to yourself a number. And let me think of a number real quick. Never. Never. As long as the Democrats are in charge, they're not getting tax refunds, tax uh, lowering, tax, uh, what, do, what do they call it? It's, it's not a rebate. It's where they basically refund some of your money to you. It might be called a rebate, but that's what they got. It was a refund of money that they'd paid that after they looked at the taxes, they realized they collected too much. Do you think that's going to happen again? No, it's not. So, and we know that. So here's the, the some of the details on the, majorities in Virginia's House and Senate races. So CNN projected that the party would have full control of the state's government for the first time in more than two decades. With these victories putting Governor Ralph, wait till the baby's born, put it on a warming tray, and let's discuss how to kill it with the parents, Northam, including gun control and a higher minimum wage, which will drive small businesses into the ground. Nobody who's gotten the $15 an hour is actually making more money. Now, I will give a caveat to that. There was an announcement yesterday, I believe, or earlier this week that Bank of America is planning on paying their, their new minimum wage at their entire company will be $20 an hour. Now, I, for, uh, I'm getting going too fast. I'm actually not able to get the words out. Let's be clear here that Bank of America may or may not actually employ their own janitorial services and et cetera. Sometimes companies like Bank of America, huge corporations, will contract that labor out. So they'll pay a company a yearly fee to have weekly cleaning, you know, depending on what they need at the branch location. Sometimes they leave that up to that contract up to each branch location to make contracts with a local uh, cleaning company to clean the bank and et cetera, et cetera. Whatever the case is, their $20 an hour minimum means that their bank tellers are now going to be paid according to what they're worth. And I know for liberals who listen to the show, you're probably about to fall out of your, your easy chair or wherever you are at work on your you know exercise ball that you work on. You're thinking to yourself, no, she's not about to say it. Here it comes. I'm about to say it. I agree with Bank of America raising their minimum wage because bank tellers are underpaid. If you think about what a bank teller does, bank tellers are the ones who go in and they basically stand as the second form of verification when the vault is closed down for the night. Bank tellers not only handle tens and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars every day in cash and online transactions, 
but they're the ones who press the button underneath the, the, the table there when someone comes in for a robbery. They're the ones who get the gun shoved in their face when someone comes in and wants to rob the bank. They deal with angry, irate customers who can't get access to their money, and they do all of that. They cannot have more error than a certain number of cents per day, or they don't work there anymore. So they have to be accurate, they have to handle huge sums of money, and they have to be fiduciarily responsible for millions of dollars that may or may not be in their branch because they're the second line of verification on whether what time the vault door was shut, spun, and key locked. That's worth more than $8.50 an hour. It's worth more than $10 an hour. People with that kind of responsibility should be paid more. So Bank of America made a right move. But again, I support businesses saying we're raising our minimum wage after carefully looking at our bottom line and seeing how we can make this happen. That's the way it's supposed to occur. Legislatures are not supposed to get between employers and employees and dictate what employers pay certain people. We already have a minimum wage. And look what that's done for the black community, which is, by the way, roaring back now, lowest unemployment numbers in the history of tracking unemployment numbers for the entire history of tracking. Yeah, that only happens under a Republican president who takes government down a notch, reduces regulations, and ushers in tax cuts for businesses. So the reason why this change happened is that federal judges selected a Virginia House of Delegates redistricting map that appears to heavily favor Democrats, redrawing the lines of 26 districts and moving several powerful Republicans into unfavorable configurations. Six Republicans would wind up in districts where a majority of voters chose Democratic President Barack Obama in 2012. So the Virginia Public Access Project uh, analyzed these maps and saw that no current Democrats would see their voter majority change to Republican based on the election results. So Virginians ushered in Democratic rule, and when they're sick of paying a tax or license fee on every cup and bowl and dish and cabinet that's screwed to the wall and every tire on their car and everything else, they'll bring the Republicans back. We'll be right back. Stay there. Hey, it's me. Your cell phone. We need to talk about something. Something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are. But I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road. But I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. 
Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, Fishback! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, Kevin, thinking about saving for retirement? Yeah, but how do I start? It's easy with Avvo, a retirement coach. Let's learn the Avvo best. A's for taking action. Not anxiety? No, Kevin, you're going to be fine. You sick? Barely. B is for variety. Huh, change up my strategy. Okay. O's for optimize your savings. Let Avo lead the way. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Spacey on the Right. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I want to say hey to everybody in the chat room. I'm talking about the governor's race. There's a hot discussion going on there. Um, let me just go in here real quick. Let me go into chat room. Uh-oh. Okay. It looks like I can't go into the chat room. Oh, I was disconnected. Okay. Well, I'm over here on this side where I can see the chat room. And I can say hey to Big Ron Deasy, Chi, Tracy, Richard Layton, Smoke. And um, there's some other people in there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being in the chat room today and sharing and having great conversations. So we were just talking about what's going on with the governor's race, or not the governor's race, but the state legislature in Virginia. And uh, it's pretty interesting because one of the things that Democrats tend to do um, is – they tend to just basically use the legislature, the legislative process to do stuff, which by the way, also I had one more programming note. The other programming note is if you're watching the live stream on Facebook, you can now give stars to Stacy on the right. Send stars to Stacy on the right show is an option when you're getting ready to make a comment. And if you click on it, you can send me stars, which it looks like you have to buy them, but 75, 100, 120 are a custom amount and you can buy stars to send and that helps to support the show. I don't know what the split is, um, but I, I know that if you send stars, the support goes to the Stacy on the Right show. It's kind of like sponsoring. Um, so it's like hitting the little emojis, but it's a little bit better because there's money associated with it. Don't know if this is going to go on for a long time, but they invited me to participate and this is in beta, meaning we're testing it. So if you like it and you want to participate in it, you know, dive on in. Okay, I think that's the last programming note. Now, <laughs> um, so let's go back to what we were discussing. Um, ah, okay, so the, 
the big deal with this story is that anytime the Democrats want to get something changed, what they do is they go into um, the legislature. They don't go to the voters. And they also have had a big problem with illegal immigration there because they've been moving steadily more towards fighting immigrations and customs enforcement, not participating, not helping them to execute raids, and more importantly, not holding on to people who are wanted for immigration offenses when they're arrested for other criminal activities. So you've got whole school districts that are now flooded with illegal alien kids, and the burden is on the taxpayers of those districts to pay for English as a second language classes for those children. Now, here's what I need you to know, okay? I I am a human being as well. I, like, if you pinch me, it hurts. I have feelings, and I definitely understand that there's a, a serious issue going on in South America and that people want to live in America because it's better here. But I also understand that there's a rule of law and there's a way about to go about doing things because I I just have said this before, but I'll say it one more time. For the sake of the kids in Honduras and El Salvador and et cetera, I would rather take President Trump's statement from yesterday where he said he would yet he would allow our military to go into Mexico and wipe out the drug cartels that killed those dual citizenship Americans who, you know, I I held off on posting about the story because I thought to myself, Not that I have anything against Mormons. I hate that I have to always give a caveat. Not that I this, not that I that, but people are so easily triggered nowadays. You can't make a declarative statement about anything without somebody getting up in arms. That being said, the Mormons down there in Mexico were loosely connected to a sex cult, according to one story. I don't have verification on that, but that's what I saw today. Also, the pluralistic marriage where there's more than one wife. There was, you know, some some that angle to the story. These were innocent people who got caught in the crossfire of a gang war and they should not be dead. But this is the nature of things in Mexico. It's the reason why so many Mexicans want to live in America because it's safer here. So I would rather and I know I know this makes people so like nervous when I say stuff like this. But why should you be nervous when I'm I'm just telling you my opinion, which is the truth, which is we should just take over everything to the south. Anything that's not working as a country to the South, we should just take it over. And I know you're thinking, well, how could we run? How could we not? Think of all the children's lives we would save if we just said as a country, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take that over. Um, We'll leave Mexico to itself because it's somewhat working. But we're going to take over El Salvador, Honduras, and pretty much anything else down there. We're going to go down there. And we're going to blow stuff up and break stuff. And we are going to send our military down there. We're going to send our aid workers down there. And we're going to roll through there like a tidal wave. And what's going to be left are people who need our assistance, who need us to set up towns and villages. In other words, I'm saying instead of spending a billion dollars a month nation building in the Middle East, we should nation build on this continent. I'm saying instead of just calling it South America, it should be South America, as in the United States of America, we take it over. We stop all that sex trafficking and all that garbage that's going on down there. We burn all the poppy fields. We destroy the dens of gangs and all these people who are running around. They're basically operating these tiny mini fiefdoms in areas where they have control, burn their stuff to the ground, roll over them, 
That's what the Israelites did to the evildoers. For what reason are we holding back? They all want to come to America. How about we bring America to them, but not the America where you work here illegally and you burden the taxpayers. If we're going to spend a billion dollars a month, let's spend it doing something that matters, something that will actually change lives, something that will leave things better than we found it, which is one of the military U.S. Army mottos. That's what we should be doing with that, that with that money, which is by now it's it's multiple billions, tens of billions of dollars a month we spend in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, that whole region. And we shouldn't be spending it there. Well, which brings me to another um, programming note. I'm going to be in D.C. at a Bring Our Troops Home conference, and I'm going to be on one of the panels speaking. But I should still be able to do the show from there. So I'll give you guys updates on that. That's next week. I've been home for so long. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm traveling two times in a row. But um, I mean, is there anybody out there who disagrees with what I said? <laughs> Stream of consciousness, y'all. Why in the world? Would we try to go over to the Middle East where we know those people don't give two camel toes what we want them to do? They don't care anything about our way of life. They're not interested in changing. They don't have it within them just yet. They're like those planets that the Enterprise used to visit and they would visit the planet and they would realize that it was so primitive. Just the appearance of their starship would be too much for the natives down below. So they would just basically retreat. And go back and then say, we'll visit, we'll put this on our list to visit. Captain Kirk would say, in the future, one day, we'll be able to come back to this land, this, this planet. And when they've developed enough, we'll be able to establish ties and invite them into the Federation. Well, we can't invite the Middle East into the Federation. The Middle Eastern nations need to invite those backward countries that are near them into their little Federation. And we Americans need to figure out what's going on down here in South America. I'm talking about bringing food and teddy bears and safety and lots and lots of armed U.S. military. And if we roll through and you're happy to see us, you get the aid workers. And if we roll through and you're not happy to see us and you point steel our way, we're rolling over you. And there'll be nothing left in our wake because no one will stand against us coming through and cleaning up what has been left there to fester for over 100 years. Mexico was a garbage country until some of our businesses said, well, we're going to put some of our factories down there and brought American jobs to Mexico and greatly improved the situation there. Although it's still a murderous dictatorship type country, even though they have elections, they have huge parts of Mexico that are run by drug cartels, specifically the parts of Mexico that are closest to our border, sections of our border with them run by the drug cartels. And so Yes, I respect that they have elections and that they've been cooperating with us and that they're currently working with the president on his remain in Mexico policy. And that's fantastic. But what about the other countries that are sending all their people here? 18 percent of the nation of uh, El Salvador lives in America. So if we gonna have 18 percent of their people, we might as well put 18 percent of our troops down there in their country. We might as well go down there and clean it up. If you're a drug cartel lord. You can either surrender peacefully or you can get the steel and we're ready to feed it to you in 50 caliber rounds at a high rate of speed, automatic, full auto. We're willing to do it. We're willing to put some missiles down in your bunker. We're willing to, you know, help you remodel your compound into a flattened out uh, new site for maybe a school or a hospital. Think of all of the charities here in America 
who, if they thought they could go down to these countries and set up real functioning hospitals without being gunned down by drug lords, they would do it. We would have more aid in these southern countries, these South American countries, if we didn't have to worry about the gang lords killing Americans who are down there trying to help. And we already have untold numbers of Americans who go down there through Teach for America and you name it. Every program you can think of already sending young college students down there to learn the language, to live in these villages, to give educational options to these people. But if we really want to do it all the way, because we're Americans and we don't like to do stuff a quarter of the way or halfway or 75%, we like to go full bore. If we're going in, we want to go in hard. We want to come out winning. We want to fly some American flags. Some of the people want to drink some beer. A lot of them want to raise their guns and their Bibles at the same time. And we want to put everything on Instagram. So why not? Why are we not doing that? When I saw the statement from President Trump, where he was like, we'll go there. <laughs> he said, just say the word and we will go in there. Our troops will go in there and we'll help you handle this. Because now Americans have been killed. So, you know, if you want, we can help you. We may or may not have a few hundred American military folks who are ready to ride heavy into your area. Just let us know. We have the JP-8 on standby. We can fuel up some resources and get them to you ASAP. Just say where and and I love that that sentiment I love the attitude is hey partner hey ally hey adjacent bordering nation you seem to have a problem with gangs and drug lords shooting up innocent folks if you need some help with it we can roll deep in your name if you'd like us to just say what you want us to do so I I'm I take that a step further (laughs) all these South American countries dictatorships crap holes Why can't we do something about it? And why would we not do something about it when these people are directly influencing our country through their inflows illegally and we don't have any of that problem over from the Middle East? All we have to do is put travel restrictions up on Middle Eastern countries and people from there can't come here. doesn't matter where they're coming from. If they have a passport from one of the countries that we have restricted, they can't come in here. So we use the resources that are available to us and leave the nincompoop Democrats who can barely have two thoughts strung together coherently because of their emotions, leave them out of this discussion. While Donald Trump is still the president, we should be nation building on this continent. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's a part of what we've been doing for generations. For generations, American troops have made the world safer around the globe. When our allies have called for us, we've come every single time. And when we come, we tend to bring not just the full force and credit of the United States military, but we bring the anointing because God has gifted us with the ability to win wars, except in the Middle East. We haven't been able to win over there. Ooh, I wonder why. It's biblical. We can all look it up. We don't have to wonder. We know why we're not winning over there. So let's let's pivot back, okay, because I got a little bit off kilter there. So here we are with this story out of Virginia. And I saw, and I didn't get to clip it for today, um, a, a bit of audio from um, Donald Trump Jr., And he was talking about how he's not concerned about what happened in Kentucky last night. So when the results came in and we have this um, this split and apparently I haven't seen an update whether or not the 
governor of Kentucky is going to contest the election, the election result because it was so close. But um, he is he is able to contest that and he probably will. But Donald Trump made a statement. um, He made a statement about how he's not worried. Now, I understand what he's saying, but what I'm looking for is for Americans, all of us, to be concerned about what we saw out of Kentucky. Now, it's a heavily entrenched family in Kentucky that had this, um, you know, it's like a almost like uh, the Lacey Clay family here in St. Louis. The, the Clay family, it, they've been in politics. The, the dad had this, this, the seat and then the son won the seat. Now he's been in it for generations and it looks like one of his sons is going to come on, on in and he's going to have the seat as well. And it's just, it's a whole lot of ridiculousness, honestly. <laughs> but he's he's doing, the statement that he's making is that He's not worried about it because of the the generally speaking, basically, President Trump wasn't on the uh, wasn't on the ballot. Now, if you're looking at President Trump as kind of the the tailwinds like it was here in Missouri, then that's true. But there's also the issue of just looking at the way voters are kind of emotionally in waves. It's kind of like different uh, different population driven kind of trigger points where people are upset about a single issue. And so they vote against one candidate or the next. And it can kind of be unexplainable at times or other times it's, it's completely, it's like, Hey, this is just common sense with the Kentucky election. There's just a, a, I think there's just some more that we need to learn about what, what exactly was driving people either to turn out or not to turn out. I saw a map of the Kentucky race and it showed that the majority of the state is red, but the population centers are blue. So it makes it a possibility that, I I was saying this morning at one of the meetings that I attended, that maybe it was stolen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I don't have any proof of that, so I'm not going to say that's exactly what happened. But we'll, we'll have more of this when we get back. Hey, stay there. One more segment. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it, and you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food, we've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food, because 40% of all food in the US never gets eaten. Save the food, cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad <laughs> joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba. Please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. So we got into a couple of these subjects. Um, in the chat room, Tracy is saying in Kentucky, less than 44% of registered voters actually voted. And Bevin was down by 17 points until President Trump went to Kentucky with a rally. And so he's lost by a total of two points. Now, I saw some of that information earlier today. And so the, the narrative from CNN is that President Trump was a drag on this ticket that he actually is the reason why Bevin lost. But Bevin was in a bad spot before the president took up arms for him. And the president has a lot of different things that he has to do besides helping Bevin win his gubernatorial race. Now, I want to give the people of Kentucky some encouragement for those of you who are Republicans. First of all, look at Missouri. We have a heavily Republican legislature, which I will say there are some Republicans in our legislature who are straight up like they're faux. They're not real. They're like Democrats who decide I want to win elections. So I'm going to run as a Republican because that's the only way I can get elected. But in my heart of hearts, I'm a progressive. I'm a moderate. I'm I'm evolved. 
They, f- they think they're so much better than everybody else because they've heard a thing or two from a Democrat from some hardcore leftist state like California or New York. And they, they, they heard it and liked it and thought it was brilliant. And so they know a little something. So any chance they get, they'll stick their finger in the eye of the Republicans and make things difficult for, uh, you know, actual real Republicans. But that being said, you're never going to have total purity in any political party. And you're certainly not going to have at the state level where there are so many other things at play, so many other variables, especially with voters and what your district is comprised of. You're never going to have people who are just perfectly in lockstep. But for the most part, our legislature is heavily Republican. We definitely have the majority. And because of that, we're able to have low taxation here in the state of Missouri. Uh, Our environment is pretty business friendly. It's more business friendly now than we've had our historic tax cut. But we had a Democrat for governor for 16 years, which is the max that you can do here in in the state of Missouri. You can only be a governor for two terms. Well, 16 years is the total that you can be governor. It's four-year terms, so four four four-year terms. So in, in the big scheme of things, it looks like you know, with us electing that, that we like a mixed government. And a lot of people say the show me state is a state that really prefers a little bit of, you know, you have some some mixed government. So you have the legislatures in control of the Republicans with the governor's house's control of the Democrat. And in that mix, you find some balance. Well, now we have a Republican governor who took over from Governor Greitens when he stepped down. His name's Governor Parsons, and he is very pro-life, and he's actually a working guy. Like, you know, I don't, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's not a college graduate. He worked his way up, and so he's much more in the corner of people who are working in, in whatever capacity. If you're a professional, if you are, you know, a, a laborer, whatever kind of work that you do, he's he's the governor of your type of situation. So that's interesting. And I think the people of Kentucky, you can see what this Democrat does as governor, but you have to really think through how smart it is to change over in this way, how smart it is to make uh, your your decision to flip over from Republicans to Democrats. And I know there's, you know, I actually I'm I'm, I was going to say I know there are people who I don't care what you who I don't care. I do not care what you're upset about when I say that. Um, and I, just as a programming note, I saw some people, there were some discussions about uh, the the um, political makeup of the United States and how more and more people are claiming that they're none politically because they're disgusted with Republicans and Democrats. If you're disgusted with Republicans and Democrats, then get in there and change it. If you don't like the way the Democrats are going, change it. Run for office, run for your state party committee, get involved in politics and change it. Change the hearts and minds of people that you know. But don't say, I'm just checking out of politics. I don't want to be involved in politics because it's too nasty. We all feel like that. You don't think I get up in the morning sometimes and when I pull down all the stories and look at all the different websites that I look at and I see what's going on in America, I don't think to myself, man, I would just rather go to Pinterest and pull up some ideas for some gifts that I want to make for friends and get to crafting all day and get down there on my sewing machine and just make some stuff and forget about all of this. You don't think I have a few home improvement projects around here? There's a room I want to paint that I wouldn't prefer to go do that rather than reading all of the 
just political buffoonery that's going on, the degradation that's happening in our country, unchecked because people aren't doing their jobs. You don't think that every person who has this job doesn't think about that every now and again and think, man, I would just rather get in the car and drive to visit my daughter at college and surprise her today. You know, I'd rather not spend my own money to go hear the president make an announcement about a launch that he's starting, an initiative for the campaign. I'd rather not be out of town this week. I'd rather be in town. I'd rather have lunch with my one of my friends. We always have lunch on Friday whenever we can, whenever she's around and whenever I'm around. I'd rather go to the, uh, you know, it's like a faux restaurant where we can go and have healthy lunch. We sit there and we talk about our kids who are in college and we encourage each other. I'd kind of rather do that than go to the, the launch. Not that I don't want to go, but that there's other stuff going on. But for every person who's actually following their responsibility and doing what they're supposed to do, which is speaking truth to power, not letting garbage fly by you, like it's not okay to confront children in the grocery store when they don't have enough money to buy something and say that's taxation. You don't score political points on kids. That, that's just one example of some garbage I've seen going on recently. We have got to be better than that. And I don't mean we like Republicans. I mean, we as people have to be better than that. So if you see that going on, people laughing about somebody scoring political points on a kid, you got to raise up your voice and say, hey, maybe you should have just handed the kid 25 cents. You mean a small child was standing in front of you at the grocery store and didn't have 25 cents to buy three candy bars and you laughed and told them that's taxation instead of handing them a quarter? You grown woman driving a $50,000 SUV? You didn't hand a small child ahead of you 25 cents so they could buy three candy bars. How do you know that's not the only meal she's getting today? How do you know she's not taking those home to her siblings because mom's strung out on drugs and dad's in jail? If we're going to sit by and watch people act like that, we're going to sit by and watch our neighbors vote for people who are lying to them. If we're never going to speak up, then the rest of us who are doing this work, Maybe we should just go to Pinterest and download our latest projects and work on that instead of doing shows and writing articles and traveling to Georgia for announcements. Maybe we should. So let's just make a decision here. The God that we serve is a God of action. He is a God of, he directs us, but we have to be willing to get up off of our cushy bottoms and do something. You have to be willing to open your mouth up and say something. It's uncomfortable. Nobody likes calling somebody else on the carpet. But if you're not willing to even open your mouth, then what are we all doing anyway? Remember, the founders didn't just open their mouths. Their wives melted metal into little, they look like little, um, like little egg cups, little, little egg cartons. And the women were melting metal and making bullets for the guns while the men were arguing for this country. The men went off to war and the women had to defend the farms they left behind. And so they made their own bullets and everybody picked up a gun. Everybody who was strong enough to stand up and could hold a gun held one. Anybody who could pour from one thing into another made bullets. If that's the stock we all come from and make no mistake about it, I don't care what permanent tan you're wearing. That's the stock we all come from, whether you were born into it like I was. Or if you came here as an immigrant and you took the oath to our flag and you said you believe this same experiment that we all believe in, you are also a part of this. That's your legacy now. So it's not a mistake or an exaggeration to say that we're fighting for the very soul of this nation. And if people aren't voting, 
44% of registered voters turned out, and now they got to live under the rule of the Democrats. Well, you get what you vote for. If you don't vote, you get Democrats. If you vote wrong, you get Democrats. And if you vote correctly, but you don't bring 10 people to the polls with you when you do, you get Democrats. Democrats don't do what they promise, and they also don't do their jobs. And when people don't do their jobs, other people die, like what happened in California last time they had the wildfires. And this year, instead of letting people live, now they have rolling blackouts because they're so scared more people will die because nobody down there knows how to do their job because it's California and it's run by loons. So do you want loons to rule over you? Well, then keep your mouth shut. Sit around and act like this isn't your problem. Get on Twitter and act like you're so high and mighty because you're one of the nuns. You're politically disengaged because it's just too rancorous and nasty for you. You know what's also rancorous and nasty? Baby diapers. Have you ever seen a mom say, oh man, I just changed my baby's diaper and it was so disgusting that I think I'm just getting out of the mom business altogether. I'm not going to have anything to do with that baby. I'm not going to change its diaper. I got nothing else to do with that baby because that was just one disgusting mess I just had to deal with right there. If you meet a person like that, you know that's a mom who's about to have her kids taken away from her because that's some crazy stuff I just spewed out to you right there. So if Moms don't do that when they meet up with the worst of diapers or stuff coming out of your baby on both ends because that happens. People get sick. Then how much more do we have as a responsibility a nation that we've been gifted that is the only bastion of freedom to exist for as long as it has in its current iteration on the face of this planet that God gave to us, that God gifted to us, that he has left in our care for us to care and steward forward? How much more do we have the responsibility to say, not today, Satan, I'm voting, I'm taking friends to the polls with me, and every time I hear somebody talking some nonsense, I'm gonna correct them gently in the spirit of love, forgiveness, and brotherhood, but I'm going to correct them. So you're either gonna correct, and you're going to bring people along, and you're gonna convert people into proper thinking voters, or you're gonna sit around mad because Democrats are ruling over you. And guess what? It's your fault because you didn't vote, or you didn't tell people how they should vote. And yes, I do advocate you telling people what they should do. I do it all the time. And when people, do, when they resist me, I'm like, hey, shaking the dust off for you, baby. I'm not going to waste my time on you a ton, but I will at least tell you the truth as much as I can until I re realize there's no changing your mind. But I'll plant that seed and let somebody else water it because I got other people to tell. That's what I'm going to do. Can't sit back and do Pinterest as much as I might want to. I just can't because I have to do this. I have to. So... As our final thing to close out the show today, I want to share this with you because I, it's no mistake that every high school or not high school, college student has to take a class that's psychology. They make every, no matter what your major is, everyone has to take psychology. Now they claim it's because it helps us understand how people work. But the truth is, is that psychology in its current form goes against what God's word says. Now I know there are Christian psychologists and Christian counselors, and so I'm not speaking of those people. I'm talking about the ones who practice the unabashed, almost religion of psychology that completely disavows anything biblical and anything religious. So I found some interesting information online, and this is fantastic. It's called Psychology Versus the Bible, and it starts off with Proverbs 21:30. There is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. So the psychologist says, on the left-hand side, and the Bible says on the right-hand side. That's how the information is divided up. They start off with Sigmund Freud, and his thesis is that men are not responsible for their actions, that people are victims of other people in society, that man battles the past and hurtful experiences in childhood, and that man is sick. 
The source of his problems are that he struggles between his normal desires, his id, his conscience, superego, and his overly strict mother church type situation that was created for him. He represses his deep inner struggle over what he feels and what society says is right, and the man is poorly socialized. The treatment is that he must be taken back into his past to relive it through his hypnosis, dream analysis, and free association. And this will allow the counselor to restructure the counselee's value system and relieve his conscience. And now he is re-socialized. The Bible says that man is responsible for his own sin and that although we want to shift our blame to God or others, Satan, whoever, as Adam and Eve did, we cannot do that because that's not the truth. Man is a sinner by nature and seeks to live selfishly to fulfill the lusts of his flesh and mind. Man is dead spiritually. And this is according to Romans 5:12 and Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. And the treatment, according to the Bible, is that we only need to be saved to experience the transforming power of God, that redemption is God's treatment for the root problems of man, and that man can't change his past and must stop looking back and refocus his attention on the present, forgive and reconcile with others today. There's more here, but suffice it to say, I hear the music and I have more show than I have time today. So <laughs> listen, I'll be traveling and then I'll be in Atlanta and I'll be live streaming for you. You don't want to miss the announcement from Friday. God bless. See you then.